It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, episode 23 today. That's a pretty good. Uh, I'm grateful to you for tuning into this program, this new show here on KSL News Radio. From the very beginning of this show, we have been faced with an issue here in the state of Utah. It was recently in a special session of the Utah State Legislature that the question of tax reform was tackled. A vote was taken, and that measure passed the House and the Senate. And uh, almost immediately afterward, uh, there were folks saying, hey, you know, uh, not so fast. Uh, uh, we might want to take a second look at that. And when folks, enough of them, uh, have that attitude, there are some options available to them. Uh, one such option is the referendum petition process. And uh, the, the process is pretty simple. Uh, five folks get together. They meet a few qualifications, head on up to the lieutenant governor's office, submit the paperwork, and if all is well, then bam, a referendum is started. Uh, well, that happened, led by former Utah Representative Fred Cox. Uh, he's in the midst of uh, working with a number of folks uh, to gather signatures. And you've heard that talked about uh, over time, uh, both on this program and elsewhere, of course. Uh, and you have heard uh, the folks, uh, namely from, uh, we've spoken to Rusty Cannon a number of times from the Taxpayers uh, Association here uh, in defense of this legislation that was passed. Well, what I wanted to do today is uh, the deadline is approaching for the referendum side of things to get all the signatures they want, uh, or they need, rather, are required by Utah law. Uh, that deadline is next, uh, next Tuesday. And so uh, as you, you know, wonder and need to learn about this issue, if you're considering uh, taking some action or not, or just letting what the uh, legislators decided through their vote stand, uh, I, I want you to consider this program uh, a source for information. So in studio today, I have invited two individuals, one of them, Senator Lincoln Fillmore. He is on the Tax Restructuring and Equalization Task Force. That was a task force put together to create this legislation. Uh, so very clearly a supporter of this legislation, voted for it and had his hands in its creation. Uh, also chairs the Senate Tax and Revenue Committee. Uh, on the other side of this issue, we have a citizen. She has been very uh, instrumental in the signature gathering process. Uh, Marcy Campbell joins us here in studio. Uh, so let me start with you where this all started. Uh, Senator Fillmore, uh, talk to us a, a little bit about uh, what happened the day of the vote. What were the conversations happen? What were the conversations taking place uh, when this measure passed? Thanks, Lee. It's good to be here. Good to be with you. Congratulations on the new addition to your family. Thank you. you. Thank you, you so much. You look remarkably well-rested. My wife is very generous. She says, Lee, listen, on work days, let me take care of the overnight stuff. Oh, that's uh, so I'm very grateful to her. <laughs> you got a good partner. Yeah, and, lucky. Uh, and a good kid. So congratulations thank to you. Thank you. And I want to thank Marcy for coming in here, too. I look forward. I think we'll have a good discussion, and hopefully we'll be able to provide some further um, further information to the citizens that are engaged. I want to congratulate Marcy on her effort and the effort of her whole team. It's, uh, you know, one thing that's happened through this process is... Utah is more engaged in tax policy, and that can only lead to better outcomes. So I am thrilled to have uh, to have such passion on on all sides of this issue because that's when we make better decisions when more people are involved. What were the objectives of the task force as that uh, as that 
clique of folks uh, undertook the efforts to draft this legislation? Well, since I've been in the legislature in, in 2016, we've noticed that there's really a structural problem in Utah's budget. Uh, that is, in that whole time, as, as I've been in the legislature, we've had massive surpluses every year. We're going to be on our third year in a row of nine-figure surpluses coming into the state. But it's all, almost all, in just one silo. Uh, right, because uh, our constitution earmarks every dollar we collect income tax to be spent on education. That's certainly a worthwhile endeavor. It's I, I think I think everybody agrees that that is the top priority for the government to fund. But it's not the only priority that the government needs to fund. Right, we've got public safety, clean air, transportation, uh, other issues that need it. And so, in a way to try to tackle that structural problem. We also wanted to be able to solve the other problem is that we're just simply collecting too much money from our taxpayers. And so this effort, uh, which was Senate Bill 2001, sought to modernize the tax structure by uh, equalizing the funding between the two ba- the two large funds the state has, a general fund that pays for almost everything and an education fund that pays for public schools and universities, and then also provide a significant tax cut to Utah families. And I think we accomplished that, that in 2020, because of this legislation, Utah taxpayers and families are going to be able to keep $260 million of their dollars instead of sending that to the state. And I think that's a win. Marcy, you on the other side of this, uh, when you hear that this is a great tax cut for the people of Utah, 260-some million, other estimates are in the uh, $348 million range is a, in terms of a tax cut, an income tax cut. Uh, do, do, do you accept that? Do you believe that there is, in fact, a tax cut here in this legislation? No, and as a citizen, and I can say that thousands and thousands of people in the state of Utah are coming out to share their voice through their signature to say, We've read enough about this. This is not a tax cut to us. We know how it's going to be to live day to day in our own households, and this will affect us detrimentally. So there's many, many reasons. And if you're if you're interested right now, there's six basic ones. I've been training people. Can I say a favor? Before, sure. I do want to get into these six issues, but okay. I want to take one step backwards and talk about uh, process. I think it's sure. fascinating, this petition process. If you look back in Utah's history, if you go back, I think, to 1960 or so, uh, there have been very few successful efforts uh, for folks who have taken on this referendum and petition front. Though, uh, lately... In recent Utah history, there have been some successes. Uh, we saw a petition on marijuana uh, most recently. And, uh, well, you are involved heavily in one such effort. You think you can pull it off? I think we, I think we absolutely can. Talk to us about this referendum process. So the process, it's, it's been somewhat precarious because people want a number. How many signatures do you have? We keep being asked, how many signatures do you have? There's a requirement. The state there requires requirement. you get at least 115,000 and change plus, yeah. plus percentage of representation from 15 counties, I think, throughout 15 the state. 15 out of the 29 counties, correct. And so we're at the 14-county mark right now, a handful of signatures away for the next, the 15th one. So our goal this weekend is going to be a very strong, powerful front getting the bulk of signatures that um, we may need. And it's super exciting. It's remarkable to be part of this grassroots effort that has come together in nothing short of a miraculous way to gather the signatures because I have seen and witnessed people all over the state who feel so passionate in one way or another. Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians all feel passionate that this is not the solution. Um, and in fact, I think many people are wondering what is the problem. 
We have about 30 seconds left in this segment. Uh, we've heard about this, uh, the process, and in a moment after the break, we're going to get into uh, what is the, the argument that you would present to folks uh, for why they ought sign their name to this. And then on the other side of things, we're going to continue our conversation with Senator Fillmore as he tells us, uh, I'm guessing, uh, that this is in fact a good thing uh, for Utah. We're going to look at some of the criticisms leveled against both of your efforts and give you an opportunity uh, to respond to those. That's all coming up here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.